it all started with the snare. Two days, two, one drunk text later, you get the Nerd Not A Nations podcast. With me as always is my delightfully nerdy best friend, my favorite bearded badass from the Midwestern United States, Jared Boots. I can't do this alone. I need my best friend, my partner, Nerdy Crime. The queen of podcasting pipe bombs from the great white north of Canada, Miss Melissa Nicholson. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. This audio is made with Audio Toolkit for Windows Store, downloaded for free now. Welcome everyone to the Nerd Not Nations podcast, where the conversations are always nerdified, but the dialogue is never dirtified. Unless we're talking, of course, about Margot Robbie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How the hell did Jim Henson do that voice for so many years? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Nerd Not Nations podcast. If you could tell from my horrible dr teeth impression we are of course talking about the new disney plus show mayhem i am your ambassador to the well i've been saying northwest arkansas for a while i'm your ambassador to the ozark mountains jared boots and i cannot do this alone i need my best friend to the great white north of canada the podcasting pipe bomb queen and fellow mayhem fan this is Melissa Nicholson. Melissa, how you doing? Doing pretty damn good. <laughs> Sorry, I butchered the Dr. Teeth impression, but I thought it'd be funny. Hey, it was funny, and I don't think I could... I, I, I couldn't do any better, so... I, yeah, it works. <laughs> no, no. I always wondered, even though Jim Henson did the voices for both Ralph and Dr. Teeth, and they were both essentially the same... I never understood how it was harder for him to do Dr. Teeth than Rolf. Yeah. Maybe, like, oh. Oh. Dr. Teeth's got a little more gravel to it, I'd say. Melissa, it's, it's been a while since we've done this. How have you been? Yes, it's it's been a long minute, hasn't it? And I've been I've been really good. You know, sometimes you know there's there's the the struggle bus days and here and there, but you know what? Overall, pretty damn good. Only note. Speaking of, well, I've been hanging in there, doing a lot of traveling, <laughs> a lot of traveling, racking up those miles. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad to be here with my best friend talking about our favorite Muppets. Yes. But, Melissa, can I blow your mind for a second? Oh, go ahead. Blow my mind. Melissa. 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 (laughs) This is episode 95. Here goes my mind. (laughs) 
<laughs> I appreciate the sarcasm. <laughs> but no, that's it. It really is mind blowing that we're at episode ninety five already. We are getting there. You know. <laughs> Oh, not, a, not only is it episode 95, we are a few weeks away from doing four years of this little show. Which is incredible. But I, as I've always said, you know, time, time flies when you're having great nerdy conversations. Yeah. And I think we got to get the party rolling. Yes. So this episode, we're talking about the Muppets Mayhem that premiered on uh, Disney Plus at the beginning of May. Um, so I thought this episode, A, we would just have a general discussion about this show. Um, mostly because the Mayhem, Electric Mayhem, are our favorite Muppets, both of us, ironically. Or was it ironically, or is it, is it just destiny? <laughs> Oh, Destiny. Destiny. <laughs> how rare is it that you find two nerds, or two Muppet fans in general, whose favorite are the Mayhem? Usually they just say animal. Yeah, usually, yes. I mean, it's usually the go-to, but then we're we're ones that we tend to go for the, the characters that aren't the usual answer for people. That's right. That's and, right. um... But not only are we going to discuss Mayhem, which is, spoiler alert, like one of the best Disney Plus shows, besides The Mandalorian, of course, and one of the best things that Disney has done with the Muppets since 2011. But we're also going to pitch an idea for a show that we each had specifically focused around one Muppet in general. Because I think, I think they finally found a good niche with this. It's like take a certain Muppet or group of Muppets like this and focus one entire show around them. So we're each going to pitch our ideas for that too. But we are going to throw the spoiler alert out there. We're not going to go episode by episode because Melissa hasn't seen all the show yet. <laughs> She's working, working. Working, She's on working, on working on it. <laughs> well, we're just going to have a general discussion about the show. So, Melissa, what are your... I guess, initial thoughts on Mayhem. Well, I'm going to say that I thought that... Um, I didn't realize that this was a show, that it was going to be a 10-episode thing. It sort of presented itself as it was going to be a movie. Um, so I was I was pleasantly surprised when it was it ended up being a show. Um, and I've, I've really enjoyed it. It's heartwarming. It's fun. It's cute. It's got the you know the humor of the muppets um but also it also has its own unique flair to it like it's not copy paste you know muppets and it's giving a spotlight to characters that were always they were there of course but they're sort of in that background where you know everybody else has that spotlight kermit and you know, all that kind of stuff, right? All those characters. So it's been really cool to see, you know, my favorite characters given a spotlight and getting to know them a little more 
and you know see them getting all you know their interactions with each other and interacting in this whole different world and yeah it's it's been a lot of fun uh, can i have to agree with you there like this was honestly something i didn't think was a real thing until i saw the trailer yeah. and i tried to go into a blind by not seeing the trailer um I did like the premise though. They they had never recorded their first album. <laughs> They've been around all these years and never recorded an album. I, I love the premise to it. Mm. Unlike you, I'm glad with these guys being my favorite characters. It's nice to see them get the feature. Like out of the whole mayhem, it's usually animal that gets the gets the highlight because he's animal. Um who is your favorite member of the mayhem? Um I lost you in deep thought. Yes, because I I I love each and every one of them. I love them. Um, yeah, I like, I like Janice. I think she's fun. <laughs> for she's sure. Such a, for sure. <laughs> she's so just free and just a free flowing hippie girl, and I just I, I love her. <laughs> I, I dig it. I dig it. I love her in this show. She's she's fucking hilarious in this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, growing up, I think I've always been. I was a Floyd fan, but over the last few years, I've really become a, a fan of the man himself, Doctor Teeth. Which I love that we find out in this show he was. He's an actual doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actual doctor of teeth. <laughs> yup. Yup. <laughs> Listen to your father. Yup. <laughs> yes, daddy. <laughs> Floyd. Peppa. Ma'am. <laughs> By the way, uh, yeah, I do like how we get a, a lot of look back into their uh, into these characters um past except for zoot and lips we don't get much into their their past but we do get like a look into dr teeth and floyd and animals backstory we get a little bit of janice but which i'm all about we're, we're going to get more of in season two if there is a season two mm -hmm. with her her twin sister and everything yeah I mean, we may get if there there will be you know if there will be a, a season two, then I'm sure they're gonna you know explore the other characters as well. You know that they've kind of you know I, I could see them focusing on that. Like you know they've they've really covered the other you know get to know these other the characters and now. Okay, let's see about the other ones. Well, if we get more of anything in season two, I, you haven't gotten this far yet, but. You remember when they were having their little trip out on the mush on the marshmallows out the out on uh, Joshua yeah. Tree? Yes. <laughs> Lips gets that vision. He has to save the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, you'll find out in later episodes that he does do a TED talk on his vision to save the world. I want to hear this full <laughs> TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I I really can't wait for you to finish the last three episodes because I think you're really gonna get in, get behind them. They're they're so damn funny, and it, and it has a nice wrap up to it too. 
So what what were some of your favorite moments that you've seen so far? One of my favorite moments that has come to mind um, is when they're in the their van and they all have the neck braces. Oh, and from the headbanger? Uh, yeah, and Metallica comes on. <laughs> and Even like, better than it's, it's Master of Puppets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, don't resist, resist. Uh, ow, ow. <laughs> 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 Those cold opens were hilarious that they did for the, every episode. <laughs> I think my favorite cold open is when the bus broke down, so they started jamming. Yeah. <laughs> when the bus breaks down, we get down. Yeah. <laughs> You're starting. You um. Locking up traffic behind. <laughs> yeah. You created a jam. That's what we did. <laughs> yeah, like I love the cold opens and I also love the cold closes with the zoot and this camera yeah I love the it was yeah this past uh the past episode of the previous one because I've watched two episodes um but when he he um he sneezes he's like oh oh no <laughs> <laughs> I love all the mayhem, but I think Zoot steals the show. Like, he has all the funniest lines in every episode he's in. Yeah. I really like love the, these, like... Like yeah. the episode you just finished. Like, I think Elvis should play me. Elvis uh, is dead. Dead. What? what? <laughs> when? <laughs> well, I think uh, uh, James Brown played me. Uh, he's dead. What? When? <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one? Did he say Frank Sinatra? Yeah, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? When? When? My <laughs> love how he's kind of just who? Like he's <laughs> not realizing. Just be you. <laughs> like who am I? <laughs> Don't look into the camera. <laughs> and action. Look to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I love that even the early years of Muppets, it's always just been teased that these guys are just on drugs and shit the whole time. But the last <laughs> few things that these guys have appeared in, I think ever since the uh, the 2000, the early 2010s Muppet show, these guys are just flat out like stoners and shit. Like. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> These guys are drugged out and shit. Like they're not. They're not hiding it now. They're not. They're very tongue in cheek about it, but they're not as tongue in cheek as they were about it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's fully known now. <laughs> and it's hilarious. There's no beating around the bush with it anymore. But I love how they replaced like like peyote with marshmallows in the Joshua Tree scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or, um, so the great, how so much good shit in this show. Um, trying to think of some of the stuff that from like earlier episodes. Um, is it just me or is that that giant Muppet lady like kind of trippy looking? The owner of the studio, 
Yeah, she she's she is trippy looking. <laughs> Especially how big she is compared to some other characters. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> but she but she's funny though, I like her. And I, I'd like they didn't use too many of the Muppets either. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Um because I think would I thought it would have like eh, I think it would have gotten a little too bogged down if it was just cameo after cameo after cameo. I mean, and that's what I'm I've really enjoyed about this show too is that like they have their cameos, but they're not they're they're not giving you all of them, you know? Like they're not just grouping them together into one episode or whatever. It's like they've got little ones throughout. I think this past one that I watched was probably the most. Well, I uh, meant by just, just by like other Muppet cameos. I love how oh, it's yeah. just focused on the mayhem. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have like, you know, Kermit coming in there or, you know, it's just them, which is nice. It, it doesn't take the focus off of them. Like, I, if, if I had any really big beef, I thought they could have probably focused more on, uh, Maybe a little more of the mayhem and less on Nora, but it's a journey for her, too, so. Yeah, exactly. It, I will admit, it's it did take me, you know, a couple episodes to really get into the show, because I was, you know, I love seeing the mayhem and their interaction and everything. Like, I, I was having fun with it from, you know, the start, but it did take me a, a little bit to get into it, simply because of, like, you've got, like, your Nora storyline, and then Okay, now it's a little bit more focused on, or, well, a lot more focused on the mayhem, and they're, you know, now that they're getting, you know, finally kind of getting themselves together, creating their album, and, you know, so it's it's been really fun. Like, I've really, you know, gotten into it from, like, sort of that point onwards. Nora. 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 Nora? <laughs> uh, but I was actually shocked they stuck with the Nora lying thing. Is I thought they I can't believe they got rid of that as quick as they did. Mm-hmm. I thought they're gonna drag that up for a few more episodes, but I do love the thing of Janice being allergic to lies. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of caught it pretty quick when she kept sneezing. I think it took like the second time she started sneezing. That second sneeze spell, I think it was when she's given, she's given lips or zoot the aromatherapy, no, the, uh, not aromatherapy, acupuncture. When she goes in that second bout of sneezing, I go, I think she, I think they're going with the thing that Janice is allergic to lies. Yeah. I'm actually shocked they ditched that. Nora was lying as fast as they did. I thought they were going to drag it out a little bit longer. That's what I thought, too. It just sort of seemed like it was it was there, it was a thing, and then they just got rid of it. I don't know, maybe they maybe it was felt it just wasn't working, or they just they didn't know what else to do with that. I don't know. But. Well, I don't think they... If, if they keep showing her taking advantage of the of the mayhem's good nature, then it's going to make it harder to root for her. She's continually lying to them. I do love how Mook tries to defend her. Like, oh, I missed one of your shows in Jersey except Pink Eye. And how taken oh. aback they were. <laughs> yeah. 
I just love how laid back the Mayhem are all the time. They're so so chill and everything, and just yeah, they're they're li- they're an example of just living in the moment. Yeah, I love was it uh, the, the running joke with uh, Doctor T just produces coconuts with mixed drinks in them. <laughs> <laughs> Where do these keep coming from? So um, you're far enough, and what did you think? Uh, what are your top three cameos, celebrity cameos, so far? Uh, I I enjoyed, and it was yeah the earlier oh, first. Anyway, uh, Cheech and Chong. That was a good one. He went out for pizza and never came back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Cheech and Chong. And then, uh, well, more recently, like the past episode, uh, I really like, I mean, there was a lot of cameos in it, but I think Morgan Freeman dressed as Zoot was hilarious. <laughs> the oh, role of a lifetime. Lifetime. Of <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Cheech and Chong, um, Morgan Freeman, and you said top three, right? Yeah. And Weird Al. See. <laughs> Weird Al was my number one until Morgan Freeman showed up because I had no idea that Morgan Freeman was in it. Yeah. <laughs> and it took me a Weird Al announced that he was in it. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm like, okay, Weird Al's my number one until I got to the Morgan Freeman cameo. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was so unexpected and hilarious at the same time. And yeah. how earnestly he plays Zoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, Kevin, some of those cool. Uh, but my number three had to be Billy Corgan. Because I thought it was such a random cameo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like there's so many good cameos in it, but I Morgan Freeman took the cake for me. Like as much as I love Weird Al, that one took the cake for me. Like it's just just see him playing Zoot so earnestly. Mm-hmm. Like seeing Ziggy Marley was cool and uh Kesha. They had somebody else performing with them too, didn't they? Um, um, it was in the episode they're doing the Rock and Robin. Yeah, there's a couple. Um, it's Kesha, Ziggy Marley. Uh, 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 Dead Mouse. Oh yeah, Dead Mouse. Yeah. yeah. I love that they, they all got the the masks. <laughs> oh, the helmets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So showing my age, the one cameo I didn't get was Zed, because I had no idea who the fuck that was. Same. When they're looking for a producer, like, Zed, like, who the fuck is Zed? <laughs> I, I, I guess they're obviously... <laughs> See, I'm, I don't know this person. So I was like, I thought it was just some, like, made-up person. I didn't... <laughs> I thought so too. I thought it was a character made up for the show. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that. Oh, they're they're a legit performer or whatever the hell they are. <laughs> uh, a legit producing. You know what the you know what having a finding a producer would have been a perfect cameo for for another Muppet would have been perfect for Clifford. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Clifford? 
No. He made his debut, I want to say, right around the time that Jim Henson passed away, because there was a show called Muppets Tonight that was starting around the time Jim passed away, and Clifford was sort of more like a, a showrunner, almost like, kind of like how Scooter was, in a oh. way. He was the showrunner for Muppets Tonight. So I thought this would have been like a good cameo for Clifford. I don't think he's been in a whole lot of things since then. I think he's been in a few things, but not many. With all this talk of Zed, I'm like, who the fuck is Zed? No. We're on the same page. <laughs> I, I had absolutely no idea either. <laughs> Yeah. Kind of a misopportunity, I think, though, for Clifford. Yeah, I think so. And that's, that's, you know, another thing about this show is that it's it has the, like, the nostalgia of those who, you know, are familiar with the Muppets or grew up watching the Muppet show or, you know, like, it has that nostalgia where, but it also has, you know, the the giving the appeal to newer viewers. So there's probably a bunch of people that, oh, Zed, like all excited about about that. You know, so it's like, it's a nice sort of balance between the two. Like having that that nostalgia of these characters and then also having like the, you know, appealing to the newer, you know, sort of generation of people watching this. Yeah, you got to bring that younger audience in and you'll get a taste of that in one of the newer episodes you haven't seen yet when... uh it was one thing I was hoping they would void. Um, not to be too spoiler, but the mayhem all gets cell phones. Apart from uh, apart from Lips, because Lips was the the contact guy, you know. Yeah. But um. Yeah, because Doctor Teeth will send out a tweet, and it uh, because of the way he talks, it gets auto corrected into bashing all the other fan bases out there. <laughs> <laughs> so you get you get all these fan bases going after them, and um, yeah, you get the believers coming after them, the Lady Gaga's little monsters, Beyonce's Beehive, and um, the Swifties all come after the mayhem for that tweet because I guess it gets auto corrected and all your fans are stupid or something like that. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was kind of a random. Like, so I really think I know Disney would never do this in a million, billion, trillion years, but I really wish they would have incorporated the Juggalos in there because I guarantee you there's no more dedicated fan base in all of music than the Juggalos. I think it would have been funny to have a bunch of Juggalos coming after the Muppets, but. Um, yeah, they went with. I didn't even know Beyonce had a group of followers called the Beehive. Why? I'm like, are there really still believers out there? Because I haven't heard believers or little monsters in a long, long time. It's probably about like five believers right now, like five of them. And well, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, they got that gal who's in Garfunkel and Oates, and she was the ther- the therapist in Wednesday. I can't remember her name because I'm not really a huge fan of her because I never really thought she was that funny and everything's that, things I've seen her in. But uh, yeah, she's like the main believer. Like it's a one-off cameo. But uh, yeah, I, I know I know it's a stretch, but I thought it'd be funny to have Juggalos there because I'm telling you, being one myself, there's or like, they would have gotten Kiss Army instead. Or deadheads, like that would have fit that more. Like would have fit more the mayhem's vibe. But what can you do? But like I know in a million trillion years, Disney would not have nothing to do with juggalos. <laughs> as much as it, you know, may fit the vibe, it's like no, they wouldn't do it. <laughs> well, like I, I thought, it, I, I thought of it. We talk about dedicated fan bases to performer, like it. It's Juggalos, hands down, man. Like, but um, you just mentioned not that long ago, uh, making callbacks to the older generation that grew up with Muppets. What were some of your favorite callbacks that you've seen so far? Or random Easter eggs from Muppets lore? Melissa, well, deep in thought again. Or she's looking up a list online. <laughs> <laughs> They have to, because I can't remember a damn okay. one. Well, there was one at the one of the cold opens when um, when uh, Animal offers Nora the baseball diamond. That was one of my favorite ones. Or um, they take a spin off of the what was it in the Muppet movie, the standard rich and famous contract mm-hmm. they have their standard rich and famous record deal or something like that yeah but um i i hands down this was a blink and i missed it easter egg but i laughed my ass off when i saw it so there's the open where Nora's eating breakfast and, and her and moog have that connection with the bob marley song she is eating an 80s cereal starring the Swedish chef. This cereal oh, actually existed. Crunchy stars. <laughs> this cereal this actually existed in the 80s and 90s. Oh, that's hilarious. And I vaguely remember the commercials growing up. Crunchy stars. <laughs> 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 I laughed my ass off when I saw Nora eating crunchy stars. Like, no fucking way. <laughs> Best callback ever. <laughs> Did that help jog your memory at all for anything? I, embarrassingly, no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> the Crunchy Stars, honestly, no offense, didn't expect you to get because that's probably into my generation and older to get that one. Yeah. There was yeah, definitely not... a blink and you miss it one, though. Yeah. Well, what about all the callbacks to uh, Can You Picture That from the Muppet movie? Uh, 
like when they were re-singing the song, they ended up painting Danny Trejo's house. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fun cameo too, Danny Trejo. <laughs> hey, you came to my house. Because <laughs> I don't think you've don't gotten think to you've the gotten. one where... Floyd and Dr. Teeth are laying in the field. Oh, maybe you have. Maybe you have. Or they're laying in the field and they're writing the lyrics. Can you picture that? Aurora Borealis, shining down in Dallas. Blinking so hard. This is. Wow. I think so, yes. Because I thought that was in the, I thought that was in the origin of their relationship episode. Yeah. Could you say that Floyd is stalking Dr. Teeth in that episode? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Could you say everywhere Dr. Teeth is? <laughs> he just sort of shows up. He's just there. <laughs> it was destiny, man. Yep. 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 <laughs> Floyd, Peppa. <laughs> and I think it was, you know, like, yeah, it, it sort of looks like he's, you know, sort of stalking him, I guess. But it's just, you know, I think what was supposed to what was supposed to happen, you know, and being a doctor of teeth isn't for him. It's about music. And I, I do like. Um... It's about that episode. I do like. Um, I got nothing. I just do like how I guess it's it 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 does that. It's a story we've seen a million times where he's grown up in his parents' shadow, and it's nothing unique, but it's done so well. I'd say. Absolutely. And I no, I remember what I was gonna say I do love Doctor Teeth's. Uh, Therapy pro or his process of going through it. Yeah. And I love how they know exactly, okay, he's going to go through this. Oh, and then the next thing is this. Oh, phase one is like crawdad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like how they're both from, uh, New Orleans, like, explains a lot about them, their vibe, New Orleans. Yeah, absolutely. And we also get Animal's origin a little bit, too, how he's just left on Floyd's door, doorstep. Kind of sweet, cute little hairball animal. So adorable. And we get that we get in that episode we get his old get a little story featured on Animal with uh, him doing a becoming a hibachi chef. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. chosen one. Are you just are you just agreeing with everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good came up too by Ben Shapiro. Mm. 
him cleaning the house, him cleaning that mansion, just spinning around on the floor buffer. Ah! <laughs> Hello? <laughs> and answering the phones, all great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have to say, probably my favorite animal with the whole the whole show, though, has to be when he gets the bunnies. Yeah. And for those for those wondering at home, yes, that's what I look like with my cats around any cats. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I do love the subtle joke of the bunnies multiplying too. <laughs> <laughs> Two bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> Bunny, 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 bunny. <laughs> so, so fun. So, how would you rate from what you've seen so far? How would what kind of grade would you give Mayhem so far? Well, you know what? To be to be a little cheeky, I'd give it a seven out of ten. <laughs> so that averages wow. out to what a seventy percent. So what a C. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think seriously though. Um, I, I think it's it's you know definitely an an A plus. Um, mm-hmm. it's just a really good story with characters that absolutely deserve that that spotlight and to you know to get to know them a little better, to get to know their backstory, and you know you you get their journey as you know they. I mean they they're growing and going on their own journey and you know and then you've got Nora who's also you know on her journey to you know kind of get out of her shell a little bit and I think they're they're really helping her do that and so yeah I it's been it's like I kind of said at the beginning that it's just it's so heartwarming and you know and it's been really cool the you know they're heartwarming and funny and um, just a really good, um, just really good show. Yeah, it's not perfect by any means, but no, I'm so happy not. that it exists. Um, there, I have very, very, very minor nitpicks about the show, mostly because something's just so cliche. Um, which I guess has always been the Muppet style, and they've done it well. Um, one thing I did gloss over is great to see Taj Maori in this as Moog. I haven't seen him in anything since he was a little kid and on Full House, I think. Oh, I, I'm not familiar with him at all, so it's first time seeing him. Yeah, um, he was one of Michelle's friends on uh, Full House when he was a little kid. Okay. Um, his sisters are Tia and Tamara uh, that were on um, Sister Sister back in the 90s. Um, but it's cool to see him in it. He does a really great job for not seeing it, not really seeing him anything since he was a kid. Um, the actress that plays Nora and her sister Hannah are all really great. Um, even JJ, he's great at playing, a, frankly, a douche. <laughs> He's a dick. He's an absolute dick. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, the only thing I was kind of, the, the, there was one Easter egg I wish they would have done. 
Mm-hmm. And you, you've seen the 2011 Muppets, haven't you? With uh, Jason Segel and uh, Amy Adams? No, I haven't. You haven't? Well, uh, there is this uh, thing where they go to round up all the Muppets, and Fozzie is out in Reno, and he's with a group called the Muppets. It's a knockoff. And uh, Dave Grohl plays Animal, or an Animal ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> I really think that was the only thing we were missing. <laughs> it was like a callback to Dave Grohl's Animal Knockoff. <laughs> but, uh, but other than that, I give the show like a solid A. It's hard to give a lot of things an A plus, but I, I'd give it between an A and an A plus. But it's a very solid A, like an A plus minus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, if you haven't checked out Mayhem yet on Disney Plus, do us a favor, please do, because I want a season two of this. I want more Mayhem. Then, well, out of the two of us, Melissa has more Mayhem left to go. <laughs> Absolutely. And, yeah. and I, I will give you this piece of advice, Melissa. If you love the music, in this show, it is on iTunes. The whole album. Okay. I was hoping this would exist, and ten bucks later, it's all mine. Because <laughs> I love the theme song for this show. And plus, can you picture that ranks up there in my top five favorite Muppet songs easily? I think it's solid number two behind Happiness Hotel. <laughs> oh, there's another, there another callback to, uh, I think you've seen this episode. Um, they made a callback, they made a reference to Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. They make a reference to the band in that movie, The River Bottom Nightmare. I got, I got, ooh, I heard that one too. Because <laughs> I try to watch that every Christmas now. <laughs> Another great Jim Henson project. But to be fair, to be foul. To be foul. Has there ever been a bad Jim Henson project? No. Thought so. This is why we're best friends. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, as I said, we, we both want more mayhem, but we also want more Muppet product. We all, well, uh, we want more mayhem, of course. But we know what we want more than that. We want more Muppet content. So for our second part of this episode, we're going to talk about, we're going to pitch our own Muppet show idea. So the task was to pick one Muppet and feature an 8 to 10 episode series much in the vein of mayhem around that character. So, Melissa, you're in the hot seat. Who was the first one? Who was the character you picked? What's your show about? Uh, I... I obviously... I've been misunderstood. Um, Well, maybe not so much misunderstood, but... um, I mean, I I guess it could be Miss Piggy. I guess could be could be my my one um, to to focus on creative show around. I was thinking of 
if you did something around the, you know, like in the, the Muppet show, they had pigs in space. <laughs> to make a show around that, I think would be a lot of fun. It could be kind of, uh, not, not making fun, but maybe like a, a homage to like, you know, your B movies or, you know, your, your B movie sci-fis or something, something around those, those lines where, the the crews are going on their their adventure and things don't go right and you know they end up sort of you know um, figuring it out at the end anyway with some really you know silly thing or something um, that's sort of my where my um, thinking was. Well, you can always do uh, Piggy trying to get the other three act the other two actors back together. Mm-hmm. Pigs in space, like a pig in space reunion, or I can't remember the name of the two pigs in that. Um, uh, it was uh, I can't remember the one, but uh, Link Hartthrob. Link Hartthrob, he was the main one, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was the, the captain. But uh, you could have them doing the con circuit, and then maybe have Miss Piggy tease at the last episode, getting back together. Yeah. It could be a good way to get Chris Hardwick in the mix there. Him at a Comic Con or something like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say you misunderstood it. Well, it, it was. I didn't realize it was supposed to be, well, like a, a one character thing, so I kind of went like a sort of a group. That's fine too. Like that was that's probably a really forgotten sketch, recurring sketch from there. Um, I was always a fan of Veterinarian's Hospital. That was a fun one. Yeah, there's so many good ones from that, but I think one of my my favorites was always Pigs in Space. I I always enjoyed that one. I still do enjoy it. Yeah, I would say this day and age of comic book conventions, or comic cons, and stuff. I think Pigs in Space would be a good one to set around that. It'd be like it'd be a lot like um, um, the show Con Man that Alan Tudyk did, where essentially he was a character from Firefly, essentially making the con, doing the con circuit, and trying to coast off the popularity of that show. You could have Link Heartthrob doing that. To which it comes leads up to uh, leads up to uh, pigs in space, or you could also go off the fact of um, with uh, Star Trek and Star Wars being rebooted and all that stuff all the time. You go on that market too, where there's a, a grittier reboot of pigs in space out there, or somebody sells the rights to it, like they sell the rights to Disney tongue-in-cheek, and uh, they do their own kind of thing. J.J. Abrams decides to do Pigs in Space. With a younger cast, and they bring back Miss Piggy and Link Hearthrob and all this other stuff. They make Link Hearthrob your more Han Solo, grizzled, and all that stuff. So we could get jobs working in Muppet Studios. 
I do. So you, you'd be successful at it. <laughs> you throw the idea. <laughs> I, I, I work the arc out behind it. How about that? <laughs> just, just throw a character out there. I'll try to find a show around it. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, I know Michael Lyons is screaming, Lou Zealand. Think of a show for Lou Zealand. So what's, um, what's funny about that is I, I actually had asked my mom, I said, what character would you like to see have a show? Like, you know, get to know more, or just, you know, have a show. And one of her, her choices was Lou Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> So she's on Team New Zealand too. <laughs> I think your I think your mom and Mike and uh, Michael Lyons just became best friends. I think so. <laughs> I do I do like New Zealand. I get a kick out of him. I love his paper towels bit from Great Muppet Caper. <laughs> it's the dumbest fucking thing. But I brought the paper towels. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing in that movie, but it gets a laugh out of me every time. <laughs> So what was what's your um, character and, and show pitch? Well, I kicked a couple ideas around. Um, I try to think of some of my, my other favorite characters, like uh, Crazy Harry. But I really couldn't think of anything with him. Then some of the obvious ones came to mind. Like I've been watching a lot of Food Network lately, so like Swedish Chef doing a cooking show seemed too easy. Um, I thought about Gonzo doing Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a good fit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I ultimately found one around one of my favorite characters, Uncle Deadly. And much of the vein of mayhem, um, Uncle Deadly got his start as the Phantom of the Muppet Show. Um, but I ultimately wanted him to have a journey from dinner theater, small regional theater, and work his way up to Broadway to work his comeback. Because if I'm not mistaken, um, his backstory in the original was... Uh, he was performing Shakespeare and Othello and all that stuff. So I thought the best um, show for Uncle Deadly would be, and I called it Knock Him Dead. And it's him working his way from like a small town regional theater up to the big show in Broadway. Ironically, Phantom of the Opera just closed on Broadway. So I'm like, well, shit, there, there goes his end game. Like they haven't lead up to being Phantom of the Opera or Phantom of the Muppet Show to Phantom of the Opera. So I go, what's big now? Hamilton? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, so I'd have him work up to Hamilton. I don't know a lot about Hamilton. Even though I'm going to go see Hamilton in the, in the in, uh, September, I'm still not quite familiar with it. But <laughs> Plus, it's also, in the, it's also in the Disney Library. So, But I thought I didn't have an exact... Um, episode layout yet, but I know I just genuinely want him to work it up to where he ends up on Broadway in the final episode. And I thought since Disney has so many um, 
Broadway performers in their catalog because of all their all of their um, Disney has so many Broadway performers in their little black book that this would be easy gets. So Hugh Jackman, Julie Andrews, Nathan Lane, speaking of Hamilton, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like some of these people have done so much for Disney already that it seems perfect to have some of these people in it. Um, another random Broadway star I threw in there. Because I really want to see it. And I love his work outside of his some other franchises in. Daniel Radcliffe. He made a couple movies in the 2000s. <laughs> uh, but uh, nobody at home is surprised. The number one Broadway star I want to see in this show make a cameo. My girl, Indina Menzel. Elsa herself. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Believe it or not, Believe the not. first person I put on my list. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, she cut her she cut her teeth in Broadway first, technically. So before she was Elsa, she was on Broadway. But uh, like I said, I don't have a specific timeline, but that was just the genuine, genuine pitch I had was Uncle Deadly working his way from small time up to Broadway to get one more shot to knock him dead. Yeah. So I guess I he had to work, work his way up to King George in uh, Hamilton. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. That would be fun. I, I do love Uncle Deadly. He's one that hasn't gotten a lot to do in, in recent years. Like he got a he got a lot of stuff to do in uh, the 2011 Muppet movie with Jason Segel, which I highly recommend you watch. Most I think you'd like it. Jason Segel and Amy Adams are really good in it. A lot of good cameos in it. I'll have to check it out. I think at at one point I like when it came out, I really wanted to see it, and for some reason I just oh I never did so. And then just didn't get around to to watching it, so I'll definitely have to do that now. I almost got trampled by a shit ton of tweens going to see the new Twilight movie to go see this movie when it came out. That was what this is what twelve years ago now. So shit, I was like twenty six. <laughs> I took my little brother to go see this in the theater, <laughs> and a sea of tweens going to see the new bullshit Twilight movie. I almost got trampled to go watch the Muppets. That's how much I love Jim Henson, goddammit. Willing to be traveled by tweens. <laughs> if Jim were alive today, he'd be proud of me. But yeah, my show, Knock Em Dead. So Disney, call me. I will work on the show. Let me meet a Dan Menzel. That'll be my payment. <laughs> <laughs> And Dana, sign all my Elsa stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, Melissa, before we go, I almost forgot. Friend of the show, Janelle, had an idea for a Muppet show. Because I reached out on Facebook to see if any of our friends and family had ideas for shows. And we got one hit. <laughs> um, friend of the show, Janelle, reached out. Did you see her idea, Melissa? I did. 
Muppets Pride, Pride and Prejudice. I love that idea. I get behind <laughs> that. Yeah. When I read her idea, though, it got me thinking of that that thing on uh, Facebook where you replace, you take a movie and you replace all the actors but one with Muppets. Yeah. I want Rocky Horror Picture Show. Keep Tim Curry. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be fucking weird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'm all for it. <laughs> how do you how do you take the Rocky Horror Picture Show and make it weird? <laughs> Replace everybody except Tim Curry with Muppets. <laughs> How'd you do I? See you've met my faithful Handy bear. <laughs> I think I've strung a little off topic from what Janelle wanted to talk about Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> Pride and Prejudice and Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, re I really liked her idea. I thought it was a, it was a really good one, and I can. It it could totally work, I think. I I highly agree. I I I I'd get behind that. I'm not a huge fan of the Jane Austen stuff, but I would definitely watch anything with Muppets. Like I said with before, like Margot Robbie starring in a film, did tell my own death. I'd be there opening night. Same with <laughs> just putting Muppets in anything, I will be there. Yep. <laughs> They just make everything better. I, I would watch it in a heartbeat. So, Janelle, awesome. I want to hear the rest of your cast choice, though, Janelle. Just that I can't wait to finish up the series. And, um, and most likely I'll be definitely on team season two and hopeful that it'll happen. For sure. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Janice. I, I love her since her little thing in uh, Grandma Bob Caper. She keeps on talking when everybody else is done talking. Look, Mother, it's my life. And if I want to lay naked on a beach all day, that's my choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to bet season two we get some backstory of Janice's twin sister. And all the famous hearts that she broke too, including uh, Ziggy Marley. <laughs> Which was so fucking random in the middle of singing the song. In the middle of singing Rock and Robin and Ziggy Marley just quits. <laughs> well, Janice broke a lot of heart in her days. Thank well, Comfiest looking space ever. Yeah. Oh, wait. You're going to love Janice here in the next couple episodes, I think. But um, to play into a word you're not familiar with yet, Melissa, where can all the for Shirleyans keep up with you? Well, they can. Uh... They can keep up with me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, on Instagram, um, it's 
Miss Melissa N25. It's all lowercase, nothing fancy. Um, and on Twitter, it's uh, Melmo underscore N. And yeah, you can sell random postings on Twitter and random postings on Instagram of you know all the shenanigans I do in life. So yeah, you can find me on there. And where can they find you, Jared? Thank God, because I thought if you change your Twitter name again, I was going to drive up there and punch you right in the Canadian dick. (laughs) It took to the end, but I finally got you to break. Our listeners can keep up with me on Twitter and Instagram at QCA underscore Mista, M-I-S-T-A underscore J. It's where you find pictures of my cats when I get to see them four days a month. <laughs> Sad face. And um, pictures of my beard. Um, I'm not doing much acting at the moment, but you can, I guess I've done what you and Guy call Indiana Jonesing lately. I've taken up hiking while I'm down here in the Ozark Mountains, so... Yeah, I post a lot of pictures, and I'm doing that now. So that's where you can find me. Um, as a podcast as a whole, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nerd Nations Podcast. And don't forget to send us an email at nerdnationspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to keep listening to us as a podcast, uh, you can find us at our home at Podbean. Uh, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, and Spotify. And on any one of those platforms, be sure to leave a rating and a review. Uh, It helps us be a little bit more noticed within the podcast community, and we greatly appreciate it. Be sure to stay tuned to those podcast feeds, because the next time you hear our voices, it'll be our fourth anniversary. Don't know what we're going to do yet, but it'll be fun. (laughs) But for Melissa, I'm Jared. This has been another episode of the Nerd Nations podcast. And uh, we're going to change it up tonight with the outro. I'm just going to say, bye, Darren. The thoughts and opinions expressed by your ambassadors and their guests are theirs and theirs alone. And do not represent the companies they happen to work for. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys. This audio is made with Audio Toolkit for Windows Store, downloaded for free now.